It's Stephanie Colvin, and I'll be your host today. Thank you so much for joining me. I just wanted to quickly share with you a story I had heard from a listener recently who found me on uh, Facebook Messenger, and she was able to send me a message, and her name is Mariah. I so much loved our conversation and hearing from her. And um, she did say it was a little bit hard to find me, so I just want to remind you guys that I am on Instagram at LDS RPRL Podcast on Instagram and you can direct message me there. You can also find me on Facebook at LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast and I can um, you can send me messages through Messenger. And of course our email address is LDS Real People Real Lives at gmail.com all spelled out and uh, love to hear from my audience and I so much appreciated hearing from Mariah. Now her message came at a time when I was really trying to decide what to do with this podcast as our lives are starting to pick up now here in California. You know we're back to work and uh, there's lots going on and I was really just contemplating how far I go with this. How much do I do? And as I talked to my husband who's always so supportive and um, really encourages the podcast and I'm I'm grateful for that because I think he recognizes, as well as I do, the blessings and the miracles that have come from doing this work. I like to look at this work as missionary work for both members in the church and people who maybe are curious about the gospel of Jesus Christ, as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so when I got this message from Mariah, I, you know, I do not believe in coincidences. I've said this before. And I so much appreciated her reaching out to me um, through Messenger and kind of telling me a little bit about what's going on in her life and how the podcast has helped her. Um, because again, this is a missionary effort. I'm just looking to help those who need help and whatever your circumstances may be, that maybe by my sharing can help just really illuminate your mind and the things that maybe you need to do or to have the Spirit work with you and guiding you in your life as you listen to the topics that I pick and the things that I share and how I open up about my life. I know one of the biggest motivators for me doing this podcast was the fact that I needed that in my life and I didn't readily find that when I had returned to church with my husband. Um, <clears throat> but as the years had gone on and I was still very much trying to look to the other wonderful sisters and kind of ask them some questions, see what's going on with them, not only to be there to be a support and also to just be a good shoulder for them. 
but also to learn from them because I need good examples of women in the gospel around my life that I can learn from as well. And so Mariah's message was perfect timing. And I had just gotten home from the gym, was cooking breakfast. I, I got her message. We had a great conversation. And Mariah, thank you so much for acting on the prompting that you received to reach out to me. And just a friendly reminder, you know, that's the people that do the Lord's work are you and me. And that's why it's so important that we go out and do when we're prompted to do so. So um, just have a willing heart. And that's all I try to do is have a willing heart, have a good attitude, and try to live the gospel the best I can. And I, I live it imperfectly. So I really believe in uh, repentance and making it my lifestyle and doing the best I can to be close to the Spirit. And uh, then I just charge forward and not look back the best that I can. I'm not perfect at that either, but you know what? I'm getting better and better as time's going on. And I'm learning a lot from doing this podcast as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are a great audience. I just love hearing from you. And um, this week's uh, episode, I'm going to start off with an analogy of wheat. When you get wheat in its pure form, it's not grounded up. Let's say it's put into a small Ziploc bag. And you have to ground it up to make bread. Now, the amount of wheat in the Ziploc bag, you can ground up and make it into some bread. It may be a nice, beautiful, thick and fluffy slice of bread, but it will not make a loaf of bread. But if we give that same small bag of wheat to a farmer, he can plant that wheat in its pure form and he can grow wheat as far as the eye can see. And then he can make plenty of loaves of bread and no one would hunger again. Father in heaven sees us as the planted bag of wheat with unlimited potential. However, we tend to see ourselves as a Ziploc small bag of wheat with limited potential. And so that leads up to the topic for this week, eternal perspective. And this was a request from Mariah. And I really appreciate you reaching out to me and and suggesting this topic because I have had such a wonderful experience researching this and looking up some topics. As a matter of fact, that analogy of the wheat I took from someone that I listened to on YouTube who does a lot of um, LDS teaching. So this week we'll be talking about eternal perspective, and I'm going to be using a talk by Kevin J. Worthen in April 2016. He gave a talk at BYU, and at the time he was the president of BYU, and that talk is titled An Eternal Perspective, and he says, he starts off, I urge you to view things from an eternal perspective and the light of God's great plan of salvation. As you do so, your past, present, and future will be even more joyful. And I just love that quote because I think that we tend to look at the picture of our lives just close up and just very focused on one portion of that picture. And we're just looking at that little corner of the entire beautiful, masterful, majestic painting. And so we're missing out on the rest of the picture. And we have to remember that Heavenly Father in Christ, they see the whole picture, And so that's why it's so important that we trust them and we have confidence in them and that we lean into their understanding, into their guidance and their love, their inspiration, their revelation. You know, the prophet, President Russell M. Nelson 
talks a lot about how we need to be tender and receptive to the Spirit and that we need to seek it out to learn the language of the Spirit. And, uh, you know, that's another reason why it's so important is to make sure that we're looking at the eternal perspective because this life is hard. I mean, we face a lot of trials and challenges, a lot of speed bumps and obstacles. And, you know, sometimes you just, it gets tiring. It gets really tiring. So what do we do if we're not looking beyond our nose, so to speak? How do we have hope? How do we look beyond despair? And it's that eternal perspective that is the answer. It is important that we consider both from an eternal perspective and try to fit isolated events and decisions in our lives into a broader, larger picture. Um, The importance of doing so is suggested by a story from the book, The Once and Future King by T.H. White. And again, I'm taking this from the talk by Kevin J. Worthen, An Eternal Perspective. The book is about the legendary King Arthur of England. And the first part of the book focuses on the education Arthur received as a young boy, and especially the training that he received from Merlin, the magician who helped prepare Arthur for his future kingship. Now, Merlin used a variety of means to teach these lessons to Arthur, and on one occasion, he told Arthur the story of Elijah and the rabbi. This rabbi went on a journey with the prophet Elijah, and they walked all day, and at nightfall, they came to the humble cottage of a very poor man whose only treasure was a cow. The poor man ran out of his cottage and his wife ran too to welcome the strangers for the night and to offer them all the simple hospitality which they were able to give in straitened circumstances. Elijah and the rabbi were entertained with plenty of the cow's milk, sustained by homemade bread and butter, and they were put to sleep in the best bed while their kindly host laid down before the kitchen fire. But in the morning, the poor man's cow was dead. They walked all the next day and came that evening to the house of a very wealthy merchant whose hospitality they craved. The merchant was cold and proud and rich, and all that he would do for the prophet and his companion was to lodge them in a cow shed and feed them on bread and water. And that's it. In the morning, however, Elijah thanked him very much for what he had done and sent for a mason to repair one of his walls, which happened to be falling down as a return for his kindness. Now the rabbi, unable to keep silent any longer, begged the holy man to explain the meaning of his dealings with human beings. In regard to the poor man who received us so hospitably, replied the prophet, It was decreed that his wife was to die that night, but in reward for his goodness, God took the cow instead of the wife. I repaired the wall of the rich miser because a chest of gold was concealed near the place, and if the miser had repaired the wall himself, he would have discovered the treasure. Say not therefore to the Lord, What doest thou? But say in thy heart, Must not the Lord of all the earth do right? The point of the story is twofold. 
First, we can best judge things that have happened in our lives if we view them from God's perspective, from an eternal viewpoint. When we have soul-stretching experiences, and it's inevitable that we will have these experiences, we should consider them in light of God's plan for us, with the assurance that even though we don't fully understand things when they happen, God can make all things work together for our good if we love Him. That should reassure us about both our past and our present. The more we understand His perspective and His plan for us, the more that we realize that He is more mindful of us than we may be aware. The second understanding, the bigger picture, can help us make better choices for our future. Looking beyond the immediate impact of our choices to the eternal perspective will help us have greater joy and satisfaction in this life. It is so important to understand that in the long run, your most important work is as a family member, as a wife and a mother, a husband and a father, a daughter and sister, and even a son and a brother. Um, He recently heard a remarkably accomplished man tell about decades after it had occurred. His children remembered very distinctly that he had missed an event important to them because he had to attend to some business matter. He noted that while his children could remember very well exactly what event he had missed, he had long since forgotten what seemingly more important business matter he had chosen to attend to instead. And President Harold B. Lee repeatedly teaches... The most important work you will ever do will be within the walls of your own homes. We must never forget that. As we celebrate past accomplishments and look forward to our futures, we have to view things from an eternal perspective and the light of God's great plan of salvation. And as you do so, your past, present, and future will be more meaningful, more fruitful, and definitely more joyful. May it be so. And I don't know about you, but I could definitely use the more fruitful and the more joyful. Recently this summer, uh, we dealt with some major vehicle repairs, and this has kind of played into our financial stresses. The first of which was for my husband's truck that was a little over $2,500. Um, And that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, when you've got a budget, that's a huge deviation from the budget. And then the second repair came about a month later, and that was for my vehicle, about $750. But then this third repair came a week right after my car was fixed, and it was for my son's truck, just under $1,100. We are looking at about $4,300 of unexpected repairs. I certainly was asking myself, what am I meant to see or learn or identify with these hardships? Financial challenges and stresses take their toll on any individual, definitely a family, and for sure a marriage. For a moment, I worried and stressed, and I know that I even cried, thinking, how are we ever going to make it through September to payday October 1st? After taking a moment to have a little bit of a meltdown, and I did have a meltdown, it was just a complete, I wanted to freak out. I remember that everything is always about faith, and this is how this podcast has really helped me. Um, All the research that I do, the journaling, the reading of scriptures, it always points to faith. So I went into my room, I shut the door, and I hit my knees, and I said a prayer, 
and I poured out my heart to Heavenly Father. Um, I pleaded with him. And after much pleading and much pouring and even wrestling, the peace eventually came into my soul. And I'm always so grateful for that. All I can tell you is as I exercise faith, turn to the Lord, exercise patience. I remembered the eternal perspective, considering what I'm, am I, you know, what am I meant to learn from this? How do I do, how can I move forward in a way that's pleasing to Heavenly Father and exercise my faith and figure this out? You know, Joseph Smith said is that we teach correct principles and then we let them govern themselves. So how much do I go to the Lord over it and exactly when do I start making these decisions myself? And then it came to me slowly as the days went on. I could see Father's hand in our lives and the blessings which came through people. People in our ward, people in my family. It was the rallying together of this group of people that helped us to make it through these months of hardship. I don't know how people in the world make it without being in the Church of Jesus Christ and having the structure that we have where we can lean on each other and be there for one another. What I learned too is that the Lord, He trusts me. He trusts me to make good decisions, to exercise my faith, and He showed me that there are reasons for these trials and challenges specifically for me and my husband. You know, our family, we are being strengthened for what lies ahead. We cannot hear the spirit when we have an absolute meltdown every time something goes wrong. It just simply cannot happen. Every time there's an urgent need, every time there's an unexpected big expense, I try so hard to make sure that my little wig out session does not last for very long and that I don't affect too many people in my house because I want to be the example. I wanna show my husband and my children how to handle these times in our lives and to do it with faith and faith first. I know that I'm not gonna be perfect at this and I don't expect perfection from myself, but this is what I'm working on. For the spirit cannot talk nor convey or reveal sweet spiritual guidance that can only come from God and Christ when we're anxious and our emotions and anger and frustration takes us over. It is remembering the eternal perspective that this too shall pass, that we remember nothing need be permanent. Our lives are an accumulation of experiences and trials leading up to the grand finale, and that grand finale is eternal life. Another Thing that I would like to share is that with the nature of my relationship with my husband and the challenges that we uniquely face, you have unique challenges, I have unique challenges. And our unique challenges within our marriage and the walls of our home, it is the eternal perspective, our ability to see beyond that moment, that hour, that minute of time and find courage and strength and hope in the future and what will be It is the eternal perspective that helps us to keep pushing and doing and moving forward. If we didn't think of the future and had not been tired of the turn off, the eternal perspective, I'm not quite sure how we would persevere through our trials and challenges as we would be so focused on what's happening at the moment. 
the feelings and the emotions that we're experiencing, which often can lead to despair and hopelessness. It's that eternal perspective that replaces despair and hopelessness with hope and comfort. I wanted to um, talk a little bit about the ways that we can stay focused on the eternal perspective. Of course, temple attendance, taking your covenants, um, you know, that's a great way to stay focused on the eternal perspective. The experiences that we have in the temple and the things that we're taught are definitely all about eternity. Um, But what other ways can we stay focused on the internal perspective? You know, I was thinking that um, the sacrament that we take every Sunday, you know, helps us to remember who we can lean upon, uh, who we can turn to, who can make up what we lack. Um, That we can always turn to our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, for strength, for help. You know, he is more than willing to step in and bear our burdens and to carry us through the situation until we can walk on our own two feet. Um, Another way that we can stay focused on that eternal perspective is learning from the scriptures. You know, this is God's word. And there's so many good examples in the scriptures that, you know, show us what they do and how they endured, how they persevered and how they pushed forward through this time on earth that is really there's so much joy and happiness that comes from these experiences but when it gets hard it gets really hard and it can be difficult to remember the joy and the happiness especially if you know some of your trials and challenges really can be mental Um, you know there are a lot of people it seems and maybe it's just because we're more aware nowadays that suffer with Uh, you know, depression and anxiety and, you know, there's many different forms of mental um, challenges and illness and it can just be so devastating to someone's life. And so how do they use the teachings of the gospel to focus on the eternal perspective to help dig themselves out or at least hold on until the Lord, you know, it's the Lord's time and it's the Lord's way. Um, you know, and I've thought about this a lot, especially because we deal with what we deal with. You know, I've grown up around, you know, people that have mental illness. My uncle, you know, was schizophrenic. My aunt had severe bipolar. And, um, you know, what's the purpose of this? And it reminds me of the discussion that we had last week. And last week's episode is to stand ye in holy places and be not moved. You know, when we make sacrifices for people, it is then that love dwells and love develops. And it's in those sacrifices, those times that we have to watch our loved ones go through their own personal hell, so to speak. And, um, you know, right now, as I look at my parents and the things that they're going through in their older age, and I know my husband feels this way as well, it's really hard sometimes to watch. And um, because they go through so much, you know, you can say to yourself and you can say to God, you know, why? Why do they have to go through so much? But what I've learned throughout my life is that these experiences that were given helps us to be the greatest servant of all to our family. And when we tend to them through kindness and charity and love and patience and long suffering, you know, that love unfeigned, 
we truly start to become in the likeness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is the greatest treasure that you can acquire while you're here on earth and take back home with you when you return to heaven. Um, Losing the eternal perspective is a risk, whether we face trials or prosperity. And they use an example of in the Old Testament, you know, Moses had warned the Israelites that once they found themselves blessed beyond measure in the promised land, that they must be aware lest thou forget the Lord. And then we have the Book of Mormon. Mormon stated that the problem when, when he wrote, he says, Yea, and we may see at the very time when God doth prosper his people. Then is the time that they do harden their hearts and do forget the Lord their God and do trample under their feet the Holy One. Yea, and this because of their ease and their exceedingly great prosperity. That's Helam in chapter 12, verse 2. We must remember the spiritual experiences. The spiritual experiences that we each have individually, but also the experiences that we read about we learn about and how God has saved these people, how he's been there for them, he's guided them, he's helped them, he's blessed them, he's worked miracles, but he's also a God of justice. He's a God of justice and he's a God of tender mercies. You know, what you get is based upon who you are, the decisions you make, who are you going to serve? President Brigham Young issued a similar warning and he said, the worst fear that I have about members of this church is that they will get rich in this country, forget God and his people, wax fat and kick themselves out of the church and go to hell. This people will stand mobbing, robbing, poverty and all manner of persecution and be true. But my greater fear for them is that they cannot withstand wealth. That statement is so powerful. And I often think about that myself and what I see around me as people, even amidst, you know, this pandemic with COVID-19, a lot of people are still surviving and thriving, and that's great. And we just got to remember that everything good comes from God. Everything that is created comes from our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the creator of all. And that is why we do what we do. We stay faithful. We turn our hearts to the Lord. We look up. We remember our covenants. We partake of the sacrament. We keep the commandments. And we look to Christ in all things. And it keeps us focused on the eternal perspective. It is that eternal perspective that helps us to persevere and keep pushing forward. When there are many times in my life, there have been many times that I've wanted to fold and say, I just can't do this anymore. But you know what? When you have the eternal perspective and you focus and you do the things that you've been taught, stick to the basics, do the basics, the basics, especially when you are so confused and you're so overwhelmed, the basics will always get you through. Uh, you know, keeping the Sabbath day holy, family home evening, partaking of the sacrament, reading the scriptures, journaling, service. Service and ministering is a huge, huge part of this. It not only makes you feel good, it's a great reminder of all the blessings that you have in your life, um, but it also gives you an opportunity to feel and to know what it's like to be somewhat Jesus Christ as he's tended to, served, and ministered and his example in his life here on earth, especially not only when he was in Jerusalem, when he was over, um, you know, in Israel, but also 
when he came here to the Americas. Uh, His example of ministering and serving is always the heart and center of this gospel. And when we serve and minister and we reach out beyond ourselves and just are truly and genuinely there and we listen and we just give them a great stable rock of a shoulder for them to lean on, we are focusing on that eternal perspective. Because when we do these things, when we keep the commandments, when we go out and serve and minister, when we have opportunities to be yes people in the gospel, that then entitles us to this inspiration revelation. And it helps us to be able to stand back from that very beautiful, miraculous and majestic picture that God and Christ see. And then we can step back and see that for ourselves, at least enough to keep us in it and to continue to push forward and endure this experience here. And remember, we have not only been commanded to endure it, but we've been commanded to endure it well. We want to be able to reflect the joy that comes from being in the gospel of Jesus Christ in his church here on earth. And we do that by living it. And I'm telling myself this all the time. One of the things that I'm really focusing on this week is being more kind as I go out into the world. You know, I've talked about before that my biggest challenge is um, people. And I just really need to focus on being, you know, kinder. And I had an opportunity today that presented itself that normally I would have been frustrated. And I was able to... um, because I have such a desire and I've been focusing on being kinder, it was easier for me to step back and to just smile and just be patient. And, you know, this is what the gospel teaches us. The gospel teaches us all good things. And that eternal perspective, when we understand it, and we grab hold of it. And we sometimes you even need to search and study out these topics for yourself so that you can have the spiritual experiences needed for you to develop that testimony. So I hope in whatever I've said today um, that the Spirit has been able to impress upon your mind and your heart and your spirit whatever you need to hear to help you figure out your life and being able to cling to that eternal perspective, to remember that you are truly an eternal being. Your life did not start here and it will not end here. You lived in the pre-existence. You were with us as a family, brothers and sisters. We were with Heavenly Mother and Heavenly Father. And when you pass away and you graduate from this experience here on earth, you're going to continue to live and be an eternal being. Never forget that. Whatever you're going through right now is just for this moment. Continue to do. Continue to be faithful. Continue to push forward, and I promise you, this too shall pass. As always, be safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. I love you. Take care and God bless until next week.